0: If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now, here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello, and welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Susan. And today you are listening to episode number 65, where we're talking all about choosing your just right grade level. So it is interviewing time, which I thought would be the best time to bring you this episode. I do have several other episodes talking all about teaching interviewing. Some of them are one of my very first episodes I ever came up with, which I believe might be episodes three, four, and five if I'm not mistaken. And then also two episodes ago, we did one on using a portfolio to up your interview game. So you might want to check those out as part of the series I did for interviewing. All right, let's dive right into today. And there are so many vacancies in the teaching world that you can have your pick when you go to choose a job for teaching. And that means you just have more of a decision, right? Of which grade you really wanna choose. So there are some factors you might wanna consider first. And one of the first things is to choose your interests. Think about, do you like working with young kids? Do you like working with older kids? If you love teaching young children, you might wanna consider kindergarten or first grade. That's where you're going to get your most joy in teaching those younger students. On the other hand, if you're someone who really wants more of an intellectual challenge, you want to consider teaching at a higher grade level, such as middle or high school, which I don't talk a whole lot about on this podcast episode because it is primarily for elementary teachers, but you can also still get that intellectual challenge if you're teaching, let's say, fourth and above especially depending on which area you teach in, because the more affluent ones tend to have more of that higher push for more challenging academics. Not to saying some of the lower socioeconomic schools don't, but in my personal experience, that's what happens. So the grade levels of middle and high school is going to really help you work with students that are developing those critical thinking skills and also exploring complex concepts in depth. And another factor you wanna consider is your level of skill and experience. Having a background in math, for example, might lend itself better towards that middle or high school where you can help students develop the deeper understanding of concepts, which I just mentioned a minute ago. (laughs) And if you like teaching in smaller groups or maybe project-based learning, hands-on learning, those are the styles that you're going to see more prevalent in elementary school. So that's your first big choice is do I want to be in an elementary school, a middle school, or a high school setting. And then today, of course, because this is more of an elementary teacher podcast, I'm going to talk about more in-depth kindergarten first and second grade. So kindergarten considerations, if you think you will like teaching kindergarten, it can be a fun but extremely challenging grade level, and it's not for everybody. You might have already heard the saying that it takes a special kind of person to be a kindergarten teacher, and that's because it is true. Teaching kindergarten involves lots of play-based learning, hands-on activities, and of course, building those social-emotional skills that everyone's been talking about lately. Teachers in kindergarten need to be patient, nurturing, and creative. They must also have strong classroom management skills to keep those young learners engaged and focused because you do not want a chaotic kindergarten. (laughs) Specific academic lessons in kindergarten are going to include teaching them letter and sound recognition, basic math concepts like counting and sorting, what does more and less look like, developing the fine motor skills through art and craft activities. Teachers may also spend a lot of time building classroom routines Again, with those social-emotional skills, such as learning to share, communicate, and work together. Kindergarten teachers often start the year getting students used to being in school and working for long hours, especially sitting in your chair. (laughs) This means dealing with emotions and maybe tantrums as students are learning cues about learning um, how to sit in their chair, how to sharpen a pencil, how to listen when the teacher gives a lesson, how to be fair and share supplies. Kindergarten teachers should have lots of patience to deal with these emotions, but also the chaos of trying to get a classroom that looks like a classroom and students that are following basic classroom, let's say etiquette. Now, moving on to first grade considerations. So first grade builds on the foundational skills that they've learned in kindergarten, but it has a little bit stronger focus on reading, writing, and math. Teachers in first grade need to be able to differentiate instruction, which also kindergarten does as well, especially when it comes to, oh, I have a letter naming group. I have my letter sounds group. I have my kids learning how to read. In first grade, you're going to have that too, but you're going to have another layer on it because you're going to have more of a diverse group of learners. Specific activities that you're going to teach in first grade may include phonics and reading comprehension skills, introducing basic writing skills like sentence structure and punctuation, which, by the way, is now also a kindergarten focus, and developing basic math math skills using addition and subtraction. Teachers may also use small group instruction and collaborative learning to help students build social skills and learn to work together. Right, Very important in first grade. I know when I taught first grade for several years, one of the core things that I worked on was getting that solid number sense. Could they skip count? Could they read and write their numbers to 100? And then, of course, did they know how to do the process of addition and subtraction? And then also... What phonics skills do they need? Were they beginning to learn to blend and read words and sentences? So first grade is also just a very pivotal year. I think anything from K-2 is super important in building that foundational structure. Okay, so first graders will begin to have a little bit more independence, usually about midway through the school year. And they're often going to show huge academic gains, which can be extremely rewarding as a teacher. Keep in mind, though, that students in first grade still need a lot of work and patience to get them ready for learning in your classroom at the beginning of the year. I felt a lot of my mental capacity, I guess, and my energy was focused on the beginning of the school year. And then the second half of the school year, you're like, yes! They're getting independent. They can do their centers while you work on small groups. It takes a lot of effort to get them to that point, but it can be oh so rewarding when they do. Okay, second grade. So considering second grade, you want to know that second grade, again, builds on the skills learned in first grade, right? Because every year builds on the next year. But there is going to be a greater emphasis on independence, critical thinking, and problem-solving. Teachers in second grade need to be able to challenge students and provide them with opportunities to explore their interests and passions. This is where I feel students are kind of learning their individuality and what they like and don't like, and it's our job as teachers to really kind of help foster that in Some way, which is quite challenging sometimes given the curriculum we're given, but if we can allow opportunities like, let's say, for writing, choosing their own topics to help bring out those interests and passions is a really good um, place to put it. I don't know where I was going with that sentence. Okay, so (laughs) lessons in second grade are going to include teaching more advanced reading comprehension skills, developing writing skills through that narrative, informative, and opinion writing, and building math skills again through addition and subtraction, but with a heavier focus on place value. As a current second grade teacher, this has been my favorite grade level to teach so far. I love how they come into school at the beginning of the year, already being fairly independent. They usually know more of the expectations of different teachers because they've had a kindergarten and a first grade teacher. So you're their third teacher, unless some haven't gone to kindergarten, which can be a thing, by the way. So... They are used to different styles of teaching, usually, by the time they get to second grade. And they have a little bit more flexibility in terms of not being like, well, my last teacher did it this way. Second graders can also be quite challenging because you do have much wider gaps between the academic levels. So you can expect to spend a good part of your day teaching in small groups in order to help differentiate for your students to meet those gaps. For example, in my current second grade classroom, I have students that do not know how to read that are still working on letter names and sounds. And yes, that is at the time I'm recording this, which is in March, that they're doing that. And then I also have students that are reading at a third grade reading level, so they need to be pushed more academically. So you do have such a wide variety within second grade that you do need to have those skills of being able to accommodate the different levels and track those different levels. So organization, I would say, is key um, for most teaching jobs, but especially in elementary. Okay, so we've talked about kindergarten, first and second. And the next part, I'm just going to kind of lump all together, which is what I would consider upper elementary. So if you're teaching upper elementary, that's going to include third, fourth and fifth grade for myself. And that involves building on those foundational skills that they learned in K through two and also preparing students for the transition to middle school. Teachers in upper elementary need to be able to again differentiate instruction and challenge students at different levels. And I feel this is especially true since COVID has brought us even more of a larger learning gap than we've been used to in the past. So, lessons you can expect to teach in upper elementary are going to include teaching more complex reading comprehension skills like analyzing text, drawing conclusions, developing more advanced writing skills for persuasive and informational writing building math skills using fractions, decimals and geometry. Teachers may also use collaborative learning, project-based learning and technology to engage and challenge students, maybe even more so technology than we have in the primary grades. I know my daughter's 3rd grade teacher uses a lot of teaching strictly through the cam- the computer and independent Work time is done through lessons that she's uploaded onto the school's uh, Canva, which is the, their learning center. So, that's something to consider if you're good with technology. That might be something that you want to be more geared towards. And, in addition, they may focus on developing research and study skills to prepare students for middle school and beyond, right? Because our goal is always for them to be the most successful in life and in school. So we're laying that foundation of study skills and how to be a better student once they hit middle and high school. Now, my colleagues that teach third grade and up have mentioned hormones will greatly affect the emotions of their students, which fortunately I do not have a problem with in second grade, nor did I when I taught first, But if that concerns you, you might wanna look at those lower elementary grades. Now, if you are looking to teach in one of the third, fourth, fifth grades, expect students to feel things more deeply. So third grade also begins what I consider girl drama, which is the girls might have a best friend that rotates very rapidly and leave their other friends upset. So it's as quick as it happened during recess, but then their best friends again by lunch. So you can expect that kind of turmoil within your classroom that you might have to work on addressing with your students more often than you would when they're older or very young. So ultimately, the key to choosing your best grade level to teach is to find a balance between what your own interests and skills are and the needs of the students you'll be working with. With careful consideration and research, you can find a grade level that is the best fit for you and your students and make a positive impact in their lives. So I want to know, what grade level are you leaning towards and why is it your favorite? As always, you can leave me a comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also shoot me an email at susan at sharedteaching.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you will hit that subscribe button so you can get all future episodes every Wednesday. Thank you so much for being a good listener, and I'll talk to you later. Bye for now. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching. Hitting that subscribe button. And leaving us a review on iTunes. So we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching podcast.